Hi there, it's Oswin here from Trapped History and I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening in to the Trapped History podcast, downloading the episodes, knowing that you have been listening has really shown us that Trapped History has legs. So listen out for some extras on uh, uh, McGinty the monkey, on the home front during World War II, and also on some of the people who are on and and who shouldn't be on the Memorial to Heroic Self-Sacrifice. Enjoy, and we'll be seeing you soon. I would constantly go to the library, reference libraries, pick up books on the histories of jazz. A lot of them focused on America, but even in American books about black musical theatre, black women singers, she was always missed out because she'd left America and settled in London and made London her home. The American, black Americans apparently didn't forgive her for that. I don't think they were even aware of it, to be honest. But there was this sort of resentment, apparently, way back in the 1930s when American expatriates, black American expatriates, went to Europe. But Josephine Baker never experienced that. I mean, they they still love Josephine in America right up until the end. And it, But that's the problem. Uh, although Adelaide was very su- successful in America, she had to contend with the segregation and the racism yeah. alongside it. But that didn't happen in Paris and it didn't happen in London. Also in America, in the 90, up to the 1930s, African-American women that went on the stage were expected to wear the bandana and the mammy sort of right. gingham dress yeah. and be like the plantation slave or mammy. And Alberta said in Europe, we could dress however we wanted to dress. Go to the best... Well, Elizabeth and Adelaide did the same. I mean, they went to these wonderful dressmakers in, and costume uh, designers in Paris first. And the photographs that have survived uh, bear witness to that. And Adelaide then, so she, she sells out Moulin Rouge, she sort of elbows aside Josephine Baker a bit, doesn't no, she? No, she doesn't really... Uh, she doesn't, she's not really a threat to Josephine. Jo- Josephine, by 1929, when Adelaide went to the Moulin Rouge with the Blackbirds Review... Um, Josephine was, was, was established. She was a name in Paris, in France, in Europe. Nothing could upset that, right. N- not even Adelaide. And Adelaide wouldn't have wanted to. So I think that the, the, the Parisians were already embracing African-American artists even before Josephine arrived in 1925. Right. So there'd always been a tradition of... of, of and also in Germany, I mean, ironically, Germany was also, and other parts of Europe were also very uh, welcoming. Yeah. Of, of that. That's all been documented long yeah. before Adelaide and Josephine came along. So it, 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 was, it was interesting that, that Adelaide had this huge success with the Blackbirds Review. But she didn't seem to stay in one place. She then goes back to America, then goes... She comes to England for the first time in 1931 to star at the London Palladium. Right. And then goes back to America, then goes to Paris and so on. Well, first of all, Adelaide is offered a big show at the Drury Lane Theatre in 1938, which actually flopped. Um, it was a musical. 
right. uh, set in Africa. Can you imagine? Oh dear. Um, yeah, it was not very well received. <laughs> but she, but they decided then. But she attracted a lot of attention. Newspapers were interviewing her. So it was around that time, 1938, 39, that they decided to stay in London but open another nightclub. So they closed their nightclub in Paris and opened another one in Mayfair in 1939. Seems and she's the star attraction. That was the, the, it was a showcase. But she didn't need it because she was doing radio, she was doing variety tours, she was doing troupe concerts, a lot. There was a, um, a, a an African no sorry a Guyanese musician composer wonderful gifted man Rudolf Dunbar in, in Britain at the time oh, yes. and he yeah, was yeah, the yeah. the correspondent for a, an African American <clears throat> newspaper and so he would report back to them what African Americans and black artists were doing in Britain and of course he reported back on this 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 incident at the Lewisham Hippodrome and it I mean speaking of one of the things sorry to interrupt but one of the things she used to do which she did in concerts when I knew her with the sing-along numbers right those wonderful sing-along numbers getting the audience to sing along and she used to do that in it when she was in her 80s yeah and so and that will be something which she will have learned during the during the blitz oh absolutely she adapted that's that's the wonderful thing although there isn't much film of her in the early days sadly um what little bit fragments there are you can see the audience is responding to this fantastic personality (laughs) 